Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are in season seven and are carefully addressing some very serious issues. Today, we're going to discuss the vaccines episode. If you haven't heard the What the Flock episode, please give it a listen. The information in that episode is necessary to fully benefit from this Music of Life Church podcast companion episode. What we're going to do in this episode is help you understand how to interact with the person who holds a belief differently than the one based in biblical doctrine. We're doing this in order to help you lead with love, both to those who have hurt others and those who have been hurt. I'm Jonathan Fries here with Joel Sukowski. Hey, Joel, what are your initial thoughts of the vaccine episode? Oh, I mean, a lot. I'm, I really like how we how we tackled this episode. But really what the number one thing I'd like to talk about is the definition of vaccines, you know, basically a tool to boost your immunity. And I'd like to pitch a couple other episodes for people to listen to, because ultimately what we learned, you know, with this, the last few years, you know, we mentioned there's a heightened sensitivity to the vaccination topic. One of the things that we learned in our community was that two ways to really help people increase their immunity or to improve their immune system Mm. by getting good sleep. And by being in a state of flow, a mental state of flow. So what we're saying is like, what, what's a way we can boost our immune system and be healthy without medication? Not saying we shouldn't take medication, but in addition to anything else, what's the most important things we can do? And really what it is, what we're asking is, how can I repair my thought process? And how can I re- repair myself physiologically? And really it comes down to sleep and flow two states in which our brain is repairing itself. When you're in a state of flow, your brain is actually becoming healthier. It's the only state of of, of thought process that we're in that that is true. Every other state of thought process, your brain's not getting healthier over time. And when we're sleeping, our brain is getting healthier. And if you understand the way our thought process works, I mean, I heard a statistic like 15 years ago that 89% of all physio- physiological illnesses were stemmed from the thought process. And at the time, the projection that was that the more we learn about the brain, the higher that percentage is going to be. So let's say yeah. at least 90% of the physical illnesses people are experiencing are from a thought process issue and not caused by a physical issue. So if we can figure out how to repair our thought process, it's going to dissolve a lot of the physiological issues that we deal with, a lot of the physiological illnesses we deal with. That's why a lot of the times in our community, when people get a headache or people get sick, a lot of people have trained themselves into asking the question, is like, how am I doing mentally? How am I doing emotionally? Do I have any contradictions I'm dealing with right now? And we, our first step is this backward step of, you know, not what the physical illness is I'm dealing with, but is there an intangible cause to this? So my recommendation would be for people to listen to the laborers episode. In addition to the grace and love episodes that we recommend in in the, what the flock, because grace is the ultimate flow, right? Flow state. Grace being the divine influence or influence 
from God and us reflecting that in our life, that's, that's the ultimate flow. The ultimate source of repair while we're awake is going to be with God flowing through us in the labors episode, because it's great to have people in your life who can help you mentally and emotionally become restored to the point where you sleep well at night. Mm-hmm. Nice. So those are my initial thoughts. I think that's, I think that's incredible. You know, honestly, sleep and flow. I think I love what you said about the 89% and it all goes back to mental, you know, our, our mental health. And I, and I agree with that just because of how much of a killer stress is. Oh yeah. Right. Like that, that's where everybody's saying, you know, the, the, the doctor is always prescribing um, aspirin and lower stress with whatever your issue is. Right. Yeah. Can you have, you know, more, more water, <laughs> more water, some aspirin, you know, Tylenol, ibuprofen and, and rest. Can you rest? Can you de? can you de-stress? So I love that. And I love the approach of focusing on dissolve. And that is absolutely how the community we're a part of our churches handled the current pandemic yeah. by really encouraging everybody to build their immunity. Because even if you are going to get it, it's like, again, it goes back to, are you going to sin? If you spend your whole life not trying to sin, you're, you're, that's going to be brutal when you do. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Or if you try to deny the fact that you're sinning, that's going to be brutal. But if you know how to respond to it, it's the same thing with any issue. Like if I'm sitting there walking, petrified, being so scared about getting sick, you know, it's, that is the thought process that I have. So when I get sick, I'm going to walk out whatever pattern I've developed, whatever animal thought process I've built into my thought process. And so we are in direct control of sleeping and flowing and we are not our brains. So therefore we can change the way that we are operating them. And if we didn't believe that we wouldn't be doing these episodes. Yeah. No kidding. So what is your response to stress? What What do you do? What do I do? Oh, I share, man. That was, I mean, you and I, before this episode began, it's like, there's some stressful or, you know, before we started recording today, like, man, I got stress and I want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, like I want to get my arms around it is the way that I think about it. I'm like, I'm not trying to push it off of me. It's there. So right. might as well embrace it, share it and go, well, there's something to this. And if it instantly felt good just to share about it and be connected, but that's what I'm finding is the more stress I feel, the more it drives me to be connected to other people. So it's become a trigger for you to, to, actually lean on your community more absolutely which brings in the laborers thing again right where it's like i'm when when these signals whether it's stress or feeling unsettled or frustrated you know it's the it's the check engine light again or it's like i need to talk to somebody where we end up villainizing stress and the doctors play right into that by saying take some aspirin yeah it's true here's a physical you know, a, mm-hmm. you know, a physical solution to this, this problem you have. And 
and it continued what that does is it causes us to villainize stress and all these other feelings these uncomfortable feelings we have when the majority of the uncomfortable feelings if not all of them were created within how our bodies work in order to get us to talk mentally and emotionally with other people it's like the physical ailments we experience are effects but we treat them like causes and then we try to treat them with other physical solutions that end up making it worse or at the very least doesn't make it better so that's why i love your response to the how do you deal with stress was like yeah it's a backward step i talk to my friends when i'm feeling stressed out that's the only thing that relieves the stress and it's in fact now to the point where the pattern is when i feel stress i don't think oh bummer i'm stressed there's nothing i can do about it no it's Oh, I'm stressed. Yeah, this doesn't feel good, but I need to go and talk to somebody. I need to talk to someone. That feels good. That feels so good. And, you know, we, during the stuff going on with the, the, the vaccines and all of that, it was always a focus on sharing and talking and discussing how it was that we were going to handle it. And since then, I've had a very different mentality towards being sick at all. Like that I feel when I'm when I'm sick, it's an opportunity for my body to heal, but one of the things that I that I said is if I get sick, you know, if I get the flu, then my job becomes to get well. Yeah. So that yeah. So the focus becomes to get more. Now I need to focus on my health a little bit more. So I'm not only, so I'll do the things that help me build my immunity. And then if I get sick, then I need to focus a little bit more on getting well. And it just like caused nice. me to relax where I'm like, instead of, am I going to get sick? Am I going to be not get sick? It's like, you know, that's, that's all about our response yeah. to whatever situation we're going to face. That's awesome. Thank you. Can you give a, can you give an overview of the damage done with the vaccination topic? I'd love to, you know, I, I said in the, what the flock episode, it's imperative that we, str- that we strive to repeat back to the other person, what they believe to their satisfaction. This is where repair begins with understanding the other person first. That means if agreement happens, it's going to happen after understanding takes place. So why not just shoot for understanding? Right. Because we're not in control of agreement. We're in control of understanding. And that is what we're trying to focus on here. So an overview of both sides of the issue, we have the strict side related to vaccines, is that they believe that that vaccines are safe and effective. So everyone ought to be required to get a vaccine for the common good. Do you see how that's, it's strict, it's control, it's exerting that bullying. Like if you're about the common good, then you need to do this. And if you're not going to do this, then you're not about the common good. You don't actually care about humanity versus the loose side. Vaccines aren't safe nor effective. So the decision should be left up to the individual. So it's not safe. So By taking a vaccine, you're just a puppet. You're just going to be a puppet. You just fell for the bullying technique, right? It's like, we have no idea what's in that 
right. what's in that vaccine. You know, do you have all the data for everything that's in that vaccine? Are you sure that they're not putting, a, you know, some some substance in there that can control your brain in right. 20 years? Right. So that's those. that's the strict and loose side. Awesome. Thanks. I want to repeat that back to you and see if I understand this overview of the damage done. So number one, this is about hearing one another. That's what we're trying to do in this season and with this topic we want agreement but we aren't in control of agreement we know the journey to agreeing with one another starts with understanding one another if we ever hope to agree it always happens through first understanding so why not just focus on understanding so we like to see this as hearing one another that's the word jesus used that we read in matthew 18 when you're dealing with conflict it's our job as Christians to hear a brother. Nice. We try to hear everybody. Mm-hmm. And the measure we use, if I hear you, I can repeat back to you what you said to your satisfaction. And that to your satisfaction means you would be satisfied if you feel like I understand why you said what you said, the meaning behind it. Nice. I like that. That's why I'm able to say it differently than you. And you're able to say it differently than me, and we can still feel heard. As long as you hit those, yeah, I feel heard or I feel understood, then yeah, we we can say it in a way where it might sound a little different as long as the understanding or the meaning or the cause is the same. So, And then simply put on the both sides of this issue of vaccines, the strict side wants to require people to take vaccines, determining that everybody taking them would be good for everybody. They're safe. They're effective. They work. Mm-hmm. It's strict. It's a. It's like a law, right? It's like right. legalistic, right? And the loose side's all freedom, where it's like, yeah, we don't know if they're safe or safe or effective. In fact, they probably aren't. We're not sure. So the freedom there isn't to say you should or shouldn't. It's just leave it up to the individual. Nice. Is that to your satisfaction? Sure is. Okay, Joel, so the reason why we're here is is to talk about how to handle a person who holds a man-made belief about this topic or any belief outside of the truth. So, Joel, how would you handle those people? Well, Jonathan, let's take a careful look. We want to be careful because a lot of times these different perspectives we're going to bring up come from these polarizing, often overly emotional perspectives, but it really depends on what they believe about it. So we're going to go through some common options of what a person could say or believe about vaccinations. And we will give at least one recommended response based on what we learned from the What the Flock episode. Now, a big reminder, what we're doing here is dealing with how do we hear a person who has these perspectives. We're not dealing with how do we prove someone wrong when they believe something different than us. Mm-hmm. Some of these questions can feel confrontational and are confrontational, but they're questions meant to help us understand the perspective that somebody has already supplied. So let's go through five of them. Here's one. Everyone ought to be required to get a vaccine for the common good. Okay. There you go. That's the the strict side perspective we've covered and some 
some great questions were already supplied for us as well. You could just simply ask, are you saying all people should be vaccinated regardless of any underlying health conditions? Are you saying vaccines never cause death? What would you say to a person whose loved one died due to a vaccination? Right. So those are good questions. You could ask this person again from the heart of just trying to understand what they mean by what they're saying. Second option, vaccines aren't safe and aren't effective. They contain toxic ingredients that lead to an assortment of chronic health conditions. The risk is too high. I could ask that person every vaccination. What about measles? What about polio? I could also ask them more more clarity on them, on who they are and their uniqueness to themselves is what is the what is the specific risk of whatever vaccination we're talking about? And does that risk apply to everyone? Here's a third one. The anti-vaccine movement has cast doubt to the point disease that has been declared eliminated, for example, measles, has experienced a resurgence as of late, including in the United States. I could ask that person, does this mean that I ought to just take the FDA's word for it? Just because this anti-vaccine movement has cast doubt doesn't mean they're wrong, does it? Hmm. Does this mean everyone should get vaccinated? Again, we're dealing with not having objective standards and not having an objective measure for what my or any person's acceptable level of risk is. Nice. All right. And the last two are going to be ones you may hear even the most. They're more the, the more abstract sweeping statements that you might hear. Number four is the government is just trying to control you. I could respond to that person and say, maybe. And where are you getting this information? What's your support for that? Is it possible the anti-vaccination side is also trying to control you? Or even are you looking to the other side with the same effort that you're trying to support what you already believe? And then number five, here's one that a lot of Christians will hear. Vaccines prove you don't have faith in God to keep you safe. Hmm. Let me just simply ask that person, do you ever go to the doctor? Do you take vitamins? Do you ever try to eat healthy? So those are five common beliefs or perspectives about vaccines and some recommended responses from us that could lead to you having a healthy discussion about these topics. Cool. Joel, can you remind us once more what the ultimate answer is? Ultimately, when interacting with either side or anyone with any belief about vaccinations, I ought to lead the other person by taking direction from God via grace in order to love that person. Grace and love are key to avoiding enabling and key to avoiding judging the other person with the hopes of winning them, with the hopes of edifying them. Now, as it relates to the specifics of the vaccination topic, we've seen that a vaccine, simply put, is a tool to strengthen your immunity. 
and some questions that we've posed that help us determine whether or not this is something we should or shouldn't do is do you have an objective measure Mm-hmm. That means, do you know the exact death rate of the vaccination at play that defines the level of risk you are willing to take? The level of risk is what it, this all comes down to. And it's the statistics that objectively measure that. This means uniqueness is everything in this discussion. Right. My level of risk is up to me. It's not up to you. Your level of risk is up to you, not up to me. I can't tell you what your level of risk is. So this means just like in the season seven supplementary episode, no one can say that everyone either needs to get a certain vaccination or not. Anyone who says everyone needs to get this vaccination is denying uniqueness. And likewise, anyone who says no one should get this vaccination is denying uniqueness. So when discussing this topic, we ought to hear the other person, help them determine the objective measure they are using in order to determine their own preferred level of risk and help them remain consistent. Awesome. Well, allow me, Joel, to repeat back to you the ultimate answer. And dear listener, feel free to pause the episode right here and repeat back Joel's answer for yourself before moving on. So feel free to do that. Pause, pause, pause. Welcome back. Okay. Joel, here's where I'm at with what you've said. Ultimately, the backward step, grace, love, and leadership. We need those things in place. Why? They are the recipe to hear our brothers and sisters and our non-brothers and sisters in hopes of them becoming brothers and sisters. Yeah, nice. Right? So we hear people to help win them. Grace, love, leadership is the key. Then we covered the definition of a vaccine. Your definition of a vaccine is a tool to strengthen your immunity. So when or how should you get this vaccine, this, this thing that is to boost your immunity, strengthen your immunity, when? Well, it's dependent upon the individual. It's dependent upon the uniqueness of the individual. And how should they, how should that be determined? By the level of risk that they're willing to take. So what we can do with people is we can help them when it comes to getting a vaccine or abstaining from a vaccine with what their objective level of risk is. Because the last thing we want is for someone to get sick because of a contradiction that they have or to become a hypocrite because Mm -hmm. they're justifying a, a position that they have. Yeah. So... Not everyone needs to get vaccinated. Not everyone needs to abstain. This is a question of uniqueness. And we just want to help people remain consistent. That's all. This is what this is about. Understanding someone and helping them remain consistent with the risk that they're, they're the unique level of risk that they're willing to take. How's that? Is that to your satisfaction? That was wonderful. Thank you for 
Thanks for repeating that back to me. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for teaching us, Joel. And thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know. We'll see you next time.